Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And in the studio today, visit on the on Heart of the Athlete, is Coach David Bennett. Coach, it's great to have you here on the on the show today. It's good to be here, Ken. Thank you. And I know this is the second time we've had you on the air, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a pro now. <laughs> well, I know you're you're not uh, you're not a foreigner to uh, uh, voiceovers and and moderating and narrating kinds of things. All the the video work you've done with wrestling, and uh, but I know we had you on the air. I look back; it was like November uh, 2017. And uh, it it doesn't seem that long ago. It seemed like it was pretty short. <laughs> yeah, yeah t- the older you get, the faster it goes. <laughs> well, well, Coach, it's it's great to have you on the air. And for those of you don't uh, that don't know, Coach, um, we're actually well, we've got a breakfast coming up um, next week, don't we? Yes, at the state tournament. Yep, state wrestling tournament over here at the Ford Idaho Center in Nampa on the twenty eighth and 29th. and. Uh, uh, a few years back, we we did a champions breakfast on Saturday morning, and this year we're having having you speak to the coaches that morning. Um, so we're excited about having you address the coaches that morning, Coach. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I can find something worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you are in touch with the Lord, and uh, you'll be tapping into Him, and He'll be speaking through you. So, well, for those of you that don't know, Coach uh, Bennett. Um, Man, Coach, you've been involved in wrestling for what now? How many years? 30, 40 years? 1957. 1957. Okay, so we got to do some math. But man, that's a long time. And that's so that's when you were, that's when you started wrestling in high school. Yeah. And um, I know if I remember back to uh, our conversation we had a couple years ago, it was the basketball coach that helped get you directed towards wrestling there in North yeah, Dakota, right? It, it sure was. Joe Ford. He felt that uh he felt that I would make a much better something else other than a basketball player. He did, <laughs> didn't want the frustration of working with me, so he cut me ahead of time and told me that if I'd try out for this new sport we were having that uh, it would he'd make it worth my while. So uh I did and uh, fell in love with it right away and it's been a lifelong lifelong affair for me i've I've never been out of the sport and i've never lost interest in the sport wow he so, knew what he was doing that's great it's neat how the lord directs us to things that we can find that that ends up being our passion it's just so fun to be a part of and well folks uh coach he has been a part of you've coached in was it, is it how many olympics now well i've been a part of i've been a part of i think uh i i've been on site for most of them but i've been a part of all of them since uh, 84. Wow. So that's amazing. And and uh, in 2008 you were uh coach of the year for the United States Olympic Committee and that's with all all the sports. It wasn't just wrestling. You were recognized as Yes, I received a Doc Councilman award which is uh, I'm the only wrestling coach that's ever gotten that award. Wow. That's what a blessing. What a, that's amazing. And then 2015 you were inducted to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame there in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And that was the recipient of the Order of Merit. Uh, what a cool honor that was, I would imagine. And then also in 2016, you had you were honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award by USA Wrestling. 
uh, at uh, at the Olympic trials there in Iowa City. Um, and then you were, uh, I know a, a lot of other different kinds of things. I know on our, our in our broadcast a couple of years ago, uh, we talked about all the different coaches you coached with. And and then I was looking back in some things. You helped start the women's, was it the women's wrestling uh, women's resident at, Wizards resident program at the at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado uh, Springs? Yeah, they were looking they were looking for a, a to start a resident program for the women at the OTC, and they approached me about doing it, and I told them no. Uh, I was happy where I was at. I enjoyed the 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 role I had as a national coach, and uh, they finally decided upon Terry Steiner. But Terry couldn't come for like two or three months. He was something he was involved in. So for the first two or three months of the program, I had the girls. And and uh, and I was in touch with Terry all the time so that we were implementing the things and doing the things that he'd like to see him get started and whatnot. But, uh, so I did have a, a initial foundation in that program they had there, which a lot of people don't know or even remember. But and as a part of that, I worked with Terry that first year. I was at the World Cup with him, and I was at the World Championships with him. Wow, so. that's neat! What a what a what a cool opportunity you've had to pioneer so many different things. And I know you are huge into video, and you, you're currently tell us a little bit about your current role with USA Wrestling that you have now that that involves uh, video analysis. Well, I had uh, I was I'd been national developmental freestyle coach at at USA Wrestling, and as such, I was a assistant resident coach. And I was also assistant national teams coach, and um, I worked with Bill Zadik as an athlete, and and we developed quite a relationship. And I, when I was getting ready to retire, I recommended Bill talked about maybe taking one of those positions there because I felt he had the skills, the ability to do a great job. And uh, so when Bill was appointed national team coach, he reached out to me and wanted to know if I would assume some of the roles I had before. And I told him I was only interested in staying home. <laughs> I, was done tra- <laughs> I was done traveling overseas, but he, what he had in mind, he felt we could find a way to do it where I could stay home, and we have. So what I do is they send me all the footage from all the events throughout the year, and I... I take out the athletes, I break them down, I put down, I put evaluation together, I put little camp uh, technique things for them. Every day of camp, when they have a training camp, first thing they do in the morning is they go to the video room and they play a little video that I put together for them that demonstrates and shows the skills they're going to work on that day. Bill, Bill sends me a deal and says, these are the skills we want to work on, so I put together a video that works with that particular stuff. And they watch that, and that's how they start their day. In addition to which, I've developed a scouting system that's on, that's a software-type driven that we utilize for the Worlds and the Olympics and things like that and internationally. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't scout Americans against Americans, but we do scout all the foreigners. And I do all that and then send it to Bill. So Wow. So that's that's a huge, huge part of, of for our athletes, our USA uh, U.S. athletes yes. there at the Olympic Training Center for them to be able to get the those scouting reports from international wrestlers, but it also to help them out too, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes it. it hopefully, makes a difference anyway. It, it's a uh, it's time consuming. It's a lot of work. A lot of time goes into it. Well, I know you have an incredible library um, of video from wrestling world meets. I, I was I'm, I was at your house once with Dan Russell, and we were looking through your library, and we saw you had the you had videoed, I think it was the 88 or maybe the 89 or the 87 world trials or uh, world championships and then the U.S. trials. 
And uh, I know Dan had been involved in there and during that time and leading up to 92. And, but, um, that was, it was just, it was just neat to, to see that. And, uh, how did you get involved with video? Through wrestling. <laughs> it was wrestling. That yeah. I, was uh, a necessity. Yeah. It was kind of, I was coaching high school and, uh, my assistant coach was, was Daryl Keller. A lot of people wouldn't probably don't remember him, but he and his twin brother, Dwayne were two time NCAA champions for Oklahoma state and uh, Daryl was uh, Daryl had beat Larry Owens in the finals a year after Owens had beat Gable, and uh, so these guys were from the Tri Cities. They were from the area? same area there, yeah. Okay. And Daryl was my assistant coach for years, and we were we we used to run camps once in a while, some clinics, and we were talking one day. We wished that we could do the technique like we used to be able to do it when we were younger and on the mat all the time, and really, you know, there, there's a difference. You know, we got your timing right, everything's right. right. So we decided we were going to start putting together technical videos that would do this type of thing, and and uh, so I, somebody needed to do it, and USA Wrestling reached out to me in the early 80s and wanted to start seeing if they couldn't get things on television and broadcast. So we started then doing, I also started doing the National Open and, and, and the trials and things like that for television for them and and uh, eventually they talked me to go full time with them as as director of broadcast and then they're one of their national staff coaches wow well you mentioned uh, bill zadek originally from montana and he's kind of a wet northwest yeah. kind of guy great falls <laughs> the hell is it yeah great falls wow yeah. And uh, and also, I know you speak highly of Kevin Jackson. What is it like working with these two individuals who have achieved so much as athletes, but then also as coaches? Well, they're uh, you know number one, they're not just good coaches and good athletes. They're good men. They're good husbands. They're good fathers, and they're they're good. They they've got to walk with Christ. They're they're they are they have a belief. And, and a good foundation in the Lord. And uh, it makes it easy to work with somebody that has good values and understands the value of living a good life. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't all start there. I know I didn't. It takes time to get there sometimes. But but uh, they were great to work with. I worked with Kevin a long, long time. And I worked with Bill both as an athlete and, and, and coaching. So... Uh, He's, uh, they're just, they've got good, strong character value and they're just good people mm-hmm. and, uh, they do a great job. Well, that's neat. And of course, before, um, Bill Zadick took over, we had, uh, a very dear, dear individual and friend of ours, uh, coach Bruce Burnett, who, uh, who's retired now and, and he, but he was my high school coach at Meridian over here. And then you got to know him early, was it late eighties and early nineties? And then uh, early, early eighties, early eighties. Yeah. Okay. I first met him as a coach. We, we would sit across the mat from each other with our wrestlers at, at the tri-state. <laughs> oh, tournament. Yeah. You know, I would have my team there and he would have his team there. <laughs> we sat across the mat from each other a few times. We did camps together with Oklahoma state when he was down in Oklahoma state. And that's probably where we really, developed a close relationship and and bruce and i have been real close friends for many many years and as a note of interest both bruce and bill are going into the national hall of fame this june wow they're both being inducted in june into the national hall wow what a what a what a neat honor for those guys and and for those relationships that that we have with with those guys as well so well um looking at the olympics coming up this year this olympic year uh what what are your thoughts on the USA wrestlers this this particular cycle and this particular year? Because in in this this Olympics, 
Well, it's it's disappointing to drop from ten weights for the worlds down to six for the Olympics because it it works out that there's not a home for some of these guys. Some of them can go down and some of them can go up, but for some of them, there's not an option to do that. They so just, explain that. What? Why are we? Why? Why are they going from ten to six? From well, that's what the USOC voted to do. They did that years ago, and a lot of people felt it was because of the introduction of women's wrestling, but that's really not the case. They, for years and years, have been trying to get wrestling down to the same as, environment as, as judo and some of these other combative sports. And and uh, and they wanted to keep the, the number of people participating down, so now you have to qualify for the Olympics. So uh, unlike where it used to be open to all the countries, it's not anymore. You have to qualify your country, and you have to qualify the weight. Hmm. For example, in men's freestyle right now, we only have two weights qualified out of six. Hmm. That's, that's uh, you know, 74 and, and 97. The rest of them we still have to qualify, and now we're in the process of, of doing that shortly. They've got the first the Pan American qualifiers coming up pretty quick, and uh, hopefully we will qualify the rest of the weights there. If not, then we're going to have to travel abroad and hopefully get this done. Hmm. But uh, that's a little tougher task. Isn't it's it? a much tougher task. It's tough enough in the Pan Ams because you've still got Cuba and Canada there, and they do occasionally put a good man on the mat, Cuba especially. Hmm. When did they cut it down from 10 to 6? What year did they do that? Oh, gosh, it's been uh, two Olympics ago, I guess. Okay, so that's London in 12? I think— uh, Or maybe 08? Yeah, no, it wasn't 08. It was 08, was 7. I think I think London maybe was the first one. Okay. It, it could have even been the one after that. I mean, wow. They all bled together after a while. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, and I know that there was a— there was kind of a big uproar, up, uproar with Olympic wrestling uh, a few years back when they were when they said they were going to cut men's wrestling from the well, slated sports. Right? There was an awful lot of people that that banded together. A lot of support came from around the world to keep it in, and fortunately, it was successful. You know, in the United States, you know, we had people like Gary Abbott, who was with Communications USA Wrestling, that was that was uh, able to do a lot of, of writing and research and gathering materials that really helped. And mm-hmm. people, a lot of people just stepped in and stepped up. And, and, and uh, it's not wasn't any one person's effort. It was a, a, long, a large effort on a lot of people's part. But they finally were able to alert the USOC or the IOC that this is not a good idea. The mm-hmm. IOC really is. A, sometimes they say USOC, but it should be IOC. The International Olympic Committee is the one that's really responsible for that wow i know we were talking about your involvement with the uh the women's wrestling at the olympic training center uh, before terry stepped in and um it seems like women's wrestling is really growing or girls wrestling at the high school level and um why is that why do you think that uh so many females are wanting to get into wrestling I I I don't know. I really can't answer that. I don't think anybody can answer that. But it's they, it's but it's growing, isn't it? But it's growing and it's it's growing rapidly. It's one of the fastest growing uh, areas of college sports right now. I mean, the number of women that are wrestling in college compared to what there used to be number of schools. Every day you look and there's a new school starting a women's program, and uh, you know throughout the states, high schools. There's I think there's 18 states now that hold a girls' state tournament, mm-hmm. and that's being added to every year. And uh, and it's just you know there's there's girls out there, you know the, the pioneers of this sport are still out there working. You know, you know it's it's really uh, it's really quite interesting. But they're out there promoting girls wrestling, promoting it at the high school level, promoting it at the international level, and that these same girls that started it back in the 
eighties are the same. That's right, Saunders. You, you, know, you, you coach Trisha Saunders. Trisha Saunders. And, you know, Andrea Karsten Yamamoto was one of the key people in getting all these state tournaments going, and I coached her in high school. Wow. But she was on five world teams. But a lot of these gals that had these opportunities early on have done a great job of, of promoting it. You know, uh, 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 Sally with her. You know, you know, fight like a girl or whatever she calls right. it. You know, it's these things have really promoted it, really yeah. got it going. Now that the NCAA is looking at it as a potential incoming sport for them, it's going to really give it a boost. Wow. Well, I know Washington. Oh, a few years ago, they had like I think sixty high school programs that had, or sixty high schools that had actual program with a coach and team and unis and and I and and then Oregon how has their own state tournament. Washington does. Idaho's got the unofficial state tournament for girls wrestling that just happened last weekend down in Pocatello. And I know a lot of people are hoping that they'll add it as a sport here in Idaho. Um, and I, apparently, the numbers have more than doubled. And it sounds like you know once once those gals know that they get to they get to compete against other females, that has made a, a huge difference. Yeah, it, it's made a big difference, and it, it's uh, you know they're dedicated and they train hard and they work hard, and the level of the sport has increased tremendously. Technically, they're they're way better than they were when they started, and it's it's really it's 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 a uh, and Terry Steiner deserves a lot of credit because Terry Steiner has really done a lot to promote it, work with it, and and. Uh, really put an effort in to make it successful on both the international and national level. Wow. You know, at our camp, our, our Northwest FCA sports camp that we have here at the end of June each year, we've been fortunate because of Dr. Rosie Main, who's a chiropractor with USA Wrestling, travels with Terry and the gals to a lot of international meets. Uh, she's had so much, so many great connections with the gals on the team. We've had Kelsey Campbell up here at our camp. We've had Jessica Medina three times. We've had Helen Marulas here. And then, of course, Frank Johnson, who you, you know very well. Frank's the head coach at Warner Pacific, um, both the men's and women's coach. And we've had these coaches and these, these wrestlers. You know, at our camp, and it's it's just been neat to see that sport grow. And I know we've had you there too, so it's been a. It's, well, it's been a, a good camp, you know. It's a good environment. It's a good camp, and it's the kids. The kids go out of there with much more than a wrestling education. They also get a little bit of a foundation of the Lord, which makes it even more worthwhile. Yeah. Well, and then I heard through the grapevine that Helen Marulis, our Olympic champ from uh, Tokyo a few years back. Um, She's been taking a break, but I heard that she got back. She's now wrestling again. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she just, she just, uh, she just won the last qualifier. So she is. She'll be at the trials. She's on track to represent us. Yeah. Well, that's neat. Just to shift gears here a little bit, um, when we talk about coaching for Christ as a wrestling coach, what do you? Um, what does that mean to you as far as being a, a believer in Jesus Christ and to be able to coach and coach wrestling? Uh, you know, I, I I I think it means leading by example. I think it means that that uh, you know you need to, if you have certain values or certain principles that that you're wanting those kids to adhere to, then you should demonstrate those yourself. You know, one of the things I've learned that over time is that if you do, if there's a characteristic or something that you feel you should you should demonstrate and don't have, if you pretend long enough, pretty soon you have it. You know, you you ingrain it. it it's it's um, and it takes time. And I, you know, I certainly am. am uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and you know, I didn't come to this thought, this position overnight. It was a mm -hmm. long journey. Yeah. 
but uh, I, it's a journey that's been worthwhile. And I, there's no question in my, my, my mind that the Lord has had a hand on me even when I wasn't paying attention because I never applied for a coaching job in my life, but wow. every one of them came to me. Wow. And so I truly believe that he put me where he wanted me. Hmm. You know, I mean, that's every coaching position I've ever had. They asked me, they came to me and said, would I do this? I, I truly believe I'm where I'm supposed to be with when it comes to coaching. Hmm. You know, Coach, I know that there's quite a few of our uh, senior level wrestlers on our you, on our world teams and our Olympic teams that are that are believers in Jesus Christ, and they're not just quiet believers; they are outspoken about it. Um, and I know you've got to see see that as well up close and personal with them. And what kind of impact has that made on on our team, our U.S. team, and our our world teams that go abroad, but also the impact on just wrestling in general? I think it makes number one. It it puts wrestling out there with with uh, with people that are are deserving of being heroes. In other words, we got heroes that really deserve to be heroes, and I think that makes a huge difference. You know that we've got we've got young athletes out there that are are living life right. You know one of one of the things we used to always talk about, and Kevin Jackson used to really hammer this at the senior athletes many years ago was, you know, if you want to be successful, you need to live a good life because if you if you got nagging things in the back of your mind, whether it be a problem in a relationship with your girlfriend or whether it be studies or whether it be you know, maybe you're fighting a problem with drugs or alcohol or maybe not living life right. Whatever happens to me, if you got those things in the back of your mind where you're trying to be an athlete, you're not able to focus on the right things at the right time. And so living the good life is what is important. And I think these guys are. They're an example to these young kids that see them. They're an example to the other athletes that are around them. And I think it's just it's just great for the in general, much less for the sport. Right. Well, like you said, I mean, it really helps them with some focus too. you know, having their prize on glorifying Christ. And, you know, when you hear Kyle Snyder and Burroughs and some of these other guys give credit to the Lord. And I was at a camp last summer up in Post Falls where we had Jordan Burroughs up there in FCA camp and just all the how humble of a guy he he was with those kids and but at the same time as he shared his faith throughout the out the day i mean it wasn't just one little time at the at the end so you know we, we look at the example of christ i mean jesus was courageous jesus was intense at times and and drawing from those things i, I mean it, it fits with being a wrestler or being an athlete being a runner uh doesn't it <laughs> well he was tough and if you doubt that look what he lived through before he got to the cross yeah. Most people wouldn't have lived to be put on the cross. They'd have died through the scourging and the other right. things he went through. I mean, obviously he was a tough individual. He walked everywhere he went. He'd been a carpenter for 30 years. So there's no question that this man was physically capable of you know, of things. And, and he was, you know, he drove him out of the temple. He was not a wuss, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> well, Coach, we just have about a minute here. And I know you're a part of a group of coaches that meets every Tuesday morning over at JB's in Meridian. It's, it happens to be a bunch of wrestling coaches. And we're currently, we're going through a study in Philippians. Um, it's written by coaches for coaches. And we're, we're diving into that. But for you, why gather with other coaches in this kind of setting? Why, why gather and why study together? 
it reinforces your faith. It reinforces your foundation. We're, we're taught and we're told to reach out to other believers. We're, we're supposed to gather together. We're supposed to praise together. We're supposed to learn together and grow together. And I think that's, that's significant. I think, and, and, you know, wisdom, there's wisdom in the, in counsel of others and there's wisdom when you put a bunch of coaches together. Well, I know we've got some younger guys there and they're late, well, or in their 30s. And then we got some guys in their 40s. And there's a few of us that are a little older. And I know the younger guys sure appreciate it. And, and there's grandpa here. <laughs> I know, well, I know they sure appreciate having you there because I think uh, just the years of experience, um, just your kind, gentle spirit that the Lord has given you, um, your insight, and uh, your humility as well. And I know those those guys really appreciate having you there, and so do I. Thank you much, kids. It's always a pleasure. Well, Coach, man, time's gone by fast. I like we said a couple of years ago, we need to get in here a little sooner and talk. There's some more things to talk about, but uh, folks, if you just uh, we've been visiting today with Doctor uh, David Bennett or Coach David Bennett, and uh, uh, who's on staff with USA Wrestling and helping out uh, the Olympic team this year with uh, Bill Zadek and Kevin Jackson and, and those guys. Well, Coach, it's been a huge blessing to have you on the air again. So thanks so much for for being here today. Uh, you're more than welcome. Thank you, Kid. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You're